0: I just got stuck in a bogey train. It's the one year anniversary. It's a hangover.
1: Recording in progress. There it is. Welcome back folks to another episode of bogey train back on the tracks. Some might say, uh, I don't even know if you can hear me. I wasn't even looking at my mic there. Uh, What's a mic? No Are I we supposed no to talk into mics? I had no idea if it was close to me or not. So uh, we're a little rusty maybe, but nonetheless, we're back. And uh, things, what's good? What's what's happening? Um. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's
0: been a while. Um, not a whole lot. Just, I don't know i'm I'm so just brain dead right now i'm on a officially on a fifteen game losing streak in fantasy football oh no um so yeah that's uh
1: it's been rough to say the least um you know well is your is is your real team going any better than your fantasy team
0: i would much rather the Patriots go zero and seventeen, and me at least like have a decent fantasy season than the opposite. So,
1: so you're more you're more invested in fantasy than the Patriots. Oh yeah. All right.
0: Unless that's, the Patriots
1: prove to me that they're they can
0: be a playoff team and like win games, then maybe I'll become more invested in the Patriots again. But
1: so, so they beat the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah. barely. The Jets are kind of a dumpster fire right now. Ever since the uh, Aaron Rodgers injury, but uh, so are they one and two now.
0: One and two lost uh, two close ones to the Eagles and the Dolphins, and
1: uh, yeah, beat the Jets. I mean, yeah. So the zero and two start like it might have you thinking like, oh, the Patriots just aren't very good. But also, I mean, they played the team that was in the Super Bowl last year and then the Dolphins who today are showing that they might be the best team in football putting up 70 points on the Broncos.
0: No, they're um, definitely a good team but um that's about all. Like I don't think they're going to win Super Bowl this year but they could make the playoffs. Are we talking about Patriots or Dolphins? Yeah, Patriots. No, Dolphins are Dolphins are scary. Yeah. Um, let my any team my... that can put
1: up seventy is uh, just scary my uh Vikings fandom is going about as badly this year as it was going well last year um, it's just i think my I think this shirt is cursed it's a nice Viking shirt that I got for Christmas last year, and since that they got destroyed at Green Bay in the second to last game last year. mean they beat chicago but apparently that's not that hard to do they lost in the playoff game and now they've lost three straight to start the season so um not great uh they have the leading passer by yards in football the leading receiver by yards leading uh sack getter in uh daniel hunter and their own three it's uh I don't quite get it because you watch it and it's like, okay, this is actually a pretty good team, but they refuse to win games. So um, I don't, I don't know what to think about it.
0: I uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're a much different team than they were last year. It was just that last year they were like eleven and two in one score
1: games and eleven and zero actually until the playoffs. Yeah, and now they're
0: zero and three in one score games, right? Was last week a one? No, the Eagles wasn't a one-score
1: game, was it? It actually, yeah, it was. It was. was it? Okay, so 0-3 in one-score games. Yep. Uh, it, it didn't play as close as a one-score game, but they they did end up putting the deficit down to six, and then they tried an onside kick or something. Yeah. So they lost by six. I'm going to be uh, uh, glancing
0: behind me here, just to check the Sunday night game every so whoop. often. was even playing tonight? The Steelers and the Raiders. It's not really an important game at all. Um, You know, I have a potential chance to win fantasy this week, but it's not likely. Um, But I don't have anyone in this game, so it's, like, not important to me at all.
1: Um, completely unrelated news to that, but very... Related and relevant to this podcast. Uh, we just hit our one-year anniversary for uh, the podcast making a comeback and being on podcast platforms. So, yeah, I think that deserves a little bit of celebration, don't you think? Yeah, that is uh, it is our first birthday as a
0: podcast, um, which is pretty crazy. That's like, you would think if we went weekly, there'd be 52 episodes, but we're at like... 30, 37, 30, no. <laughs> yes. Something like that. 37. Yeah, so so we've slacked off a little bit. We didn't even, I, we didn't even open
1: the episode with what episode it is. That's how yeah, it's been so long. We just forgot how to completely do the ups the show. So, let's see. I, I'm thinking it's 37, but I could be wrong.
0: I think it might be 38. Cause I think
1: two episodes. No way. Okay. Well, this is how professional I am. I'm just now noticing that our last one, which would have been tour championship week, uh didn't get uploaded. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I at guess. this point do I do I just do I just get rid of it or do I or do I, I send it just up, upload it as a prank?
0: Just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to recap. We're going to talk about the tour championship this week. Oh, man, that's uh, that's tough that that happened. This is what we're doing live. I'm going to update the description on this one. Uh, See, our our listeners probably really do wonder what's going on, because our last upload was uh, August 2nd, since that one episode did not get uploaded. so yeah that puts us where does that put us that was that would have been 37 so this is episode 38 um crazy and i believe in that uh tour championship preview podcast you would have heard me talking about victor Hoblin quite a bit so
1: yeah i'm doing this live on the air updating this uh
0: This is how professional Uh this podcast is.
1: Well, that's uh, slightly embarrassing, and but it's fitting. I don't even care. Um, so that's an extremely, extremely old news episode that is just going to be coming out now. Apologies. Uh, it, it's not right. a real podcast unless you just forget to upload one of your episodes.
0: so And then realize it like three weeks later or a month later.
1: Yeah, perfect. Uh, so at least none of the listeners knew about the Mesca Open meltdown until... Now it's so already, yeah, it's way behind
0: us. I can't even remember. Bless you, great, thank you. I can't remember what happened at the Capesco Open, honestly. Speaking of, have you played much golf recently or not at all? No, and the golf I have played has made me want to retire. Did we get any work in on the swing. No, <laughs> it's uh. I'm gonna just start playing left handed. Might, might not be a bad idea. No, it's, uh, my last two. So since the last podcast, I think, um, well, the last podcast that's being uploaded right now, I think i played four times. Um, I had a bachelor party that we played twice and I first day was at the, the falls casino course in Iowa. Um, Pretty tough course. Have you played that course?
1: I've played only the front nine. That is a pretty difficult course. I can imagine nine doesn't set up very good for you.
0: No, uh, it really doesn't. I actually took it at the green and then just, you know, faded it back. A lot of holes really don't set up well for me because you can't miss. Otherwise, you're just gone but that was uh, you know it was fun it was also blowing like 25 30 miles an hour and yeah. so that that made it pretty difficult but i think i shot like an 83 84 something like that you know it wasn't like great but it could have been a lot worse um and then we played spring creek down in harrisburg and i shot 71 that day so had three straight birdies almost made an ace it's pretty nice so yeah that was that was uh, back-to-back days that i did that and then about a week and a half ago i played my first nine holes since then shot 50 <laughs> um and then went and played this past wednesday and shot 46 with i started out double double And then went par birdie quad. So that was, uh, that that was tough. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the state of the golf game right now. It's uh, not good. Really difficult to uh, play golf when you just can't even make contact with the ball, barely or like, when I hit driver and I'm hitting it dead center of the club face and then it's going like two thirty and then forty yards right, it's like this is just stupid. Why am I even putting myself through this?
1: Yeah, we gotta we gotta get it turned around.
0: Like there's <clears throat> there's bunkers that two years ago I could have carried by 15, 20 yards with driver that I'm three hopping into the bunker. So it's just it's like, what am I doing?
1: Face to pass is is the short and easy answer. Now what you do to fix that is not exactly as simple. Yeah. Uh that's enough talking about my golf game. How's yours? I played nine holes yesterday. It was fine. Um, I did have a shank in there. You know, that's to Mary shank. Um, before that, I think I ended up shooting two under. Uh, last time I played before that, I played, a course, uh, down here in uh, Hartford. I had never played. I played that for the first time uh, last week and shot 73. I can't even remember the last time I played before that then.
0: I've heard but, that that's a pretty nice course, isn't it? It's the uh, greens.
1: The greens roll nice. It's called Central Valley. Yep, uh, greens roll nice, uh, but it's a, it's a strange little layout, that's for sure. Yeah. A lot of golf holes on a little bit of land. Um, I was I was hitting the ball pretty good, but made yeah. made six birdies actually. That's only that's pretty only nice. only one of them on a par five. That's um, also
0: pretty nice.
1: But made a couple doubles. Which which didn't help. So I mean easily could have been, you know, two, three under round. That's what it is. I, I think at this
0: point I'm just what's the handicap like deadline. Is October first the last day you can post scores in South Dakota? Uh
1: it might be April through October. So I don't I don't know if it's like end of October or end of September. It's probably probably end of October.
0: Cause I need to figure that out and I need to just play as much golf right now as I can and just post all these terrible rounds so that I can bag the handicap for next year. Um, Cause I just know like looking at my, my gin, I have basically my counting rounds are my only good, like semi-decent rounds and everything else is just absolutely abysmal. Like my last, uh, so my last twenty, I have been in the set. Well, my last ten, I've been in the seventies twice. Everything else is in the eighties. I've got two eighty sevens in there. Nice. And then everything before that is in the seventies, and then there's one in the sixties. So not great. Who I got to post so, my score from yesterday? Actually, the handicap is still a 2.6, which is great, but I'm playing which like criminal. a criminal, but I'm playing like a 30. So, um, yeah, we played, played a little money game on Wednesday night and it was four man teams, t- uh, total team score. And my team won. And I shot the worst score on the entire team with a 46, which is not, often that that happens so
1: yeah that's not great sorry I'm uh, just posting around
0: here and I was supposed to play in a Ryder Cup this past weekend which is also handicapped and boy am I glad that that got rained out because that would have been brutal if I would have had to play giving like 10 shots to a guy who's going to probably beat me by 15 straight up just with how I'm hitting the ball. So.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about my golf game. A lot of times I hit shots that are like really nice and make me, you know, think, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not, uh, maybe I'm not that bad, but then, and then I start to, feel a little bit of confidence like all right i gotta do some usga stuff again next year you know give it another shot um but i don't know man who knows i mean i i do know i'm gonna do a couple usga qualifiers next year just because i always like doing the us open one and the usam is at hazeltine so i figured I, i better give it another run next year um but Uh, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I feel good about it. Sometimes I feel very mid, but that's enough about us. Uh, yeah. What uh, any, uh, any big golf news in the past few weeks? There actually has been, what was we start with? A FedEx cup happened. Yeah. FedEx
0: cup that we were we Previewed in our last episode that just released about 15 minutes re- ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Victor continued the hot streak, third win of the season,
1: I believe, third. Um, the Memorial, and then... I'm trying to remember if the Memorial was the first one. I'm not it sure. It was. Did he have any wins at the end of last year? I mean, uh, Tigers event,
0: that probably doesn't probably oh, yeah. count. I was just thinking on, like, tour this year,
1: but... That was probably...
0: But yeah, Crown Vic won the Tour Championship. Um, not really surprising there. I started supporting him this year, and he started playing well. So obviously, I think I had everything to do with it. Why he had such a good everything, year? Everything. I don't think it has anything to do with you know the improvements he made in his game and his chipping. I think it's just or, knowing that he had me in his corner cheering him on. It uh, really gave him that advantage over everybody else. Okay,
1: so that was end of August, I think, roughly. <laughs> that, was, that was a month ago. Yeah, and there's been a couple of uh, European tour events since then, um, and notably, Ludwig, this guy, Ludwig Aberg. Um, he was pro. He was he was in the running to get a captain pick for the Ryder cup, which we will get into all of that. But, um, captain Luke Donald challenged him. He's like, you know what? PGA tour season's over. Come over, play a couple events in, um, in Europe. So he played the, the Czech masters, I think it was. And he finished in the top five and then went to bronze Mont- Montagna in Switzerland. I have no idea if I'm saying that right or Anywhere close to right he ends up winning the what was it, Omega European Masters or that's correct. Uh, yeah, on a course that a lot of people say wouldn't fit him very well, uh, which was very impressive. I think he birdied four of his last five. Um, yeah, because he was he was chasing down was it or three of his last four or something like that. He uh, had to uh, chase somebody down. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So and, yeah, he birdied like four of his last five or three of his like yeah, like you said. Yeah. And that was that was right before the European picks were made. Um American picks had already been made. We can get into all of that as well. Um so Ludwig has a couple of really good weeks including his first professional win. Um I think it was his sixth start on the European tour. Uh and he won and he just turned pro back in June, I believe. So very very quick rise to um I don't know if startup is the word quite yet, but uh, very, a very meteoric rise from Ludwig Eberg this year.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, that's been so long that any thoughts I would have had on that tournament, I don't know what they would have been. Yeah. But, uh, you know, definitely a another checkmark for the TC, uh, you know, vision fund or the TC vision. Um, yep.
1: By... By scouting out Ludwig, we had the uh, some more European action going on. We had the uh, so the week after the picks were made, um, the Irish Open, and I can't remember who won that, which is probably not a great sign. Probably nobody important. Hopefully, otherwise, uh, I can't think of who won the Irish Open. Man, uh,
0: was it Vincent Norman? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so nobody important. We don't care. Uh, he's, he's, he, T3,
1: Vincent Norman could be on the Ryder Cup team next go around. Um, he yeah, he's 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 coming on the scene a little bit. Um oh I just got a notification that uh the bogey train has uploaded tour championship week. Nice on uh, Apple, so um, that's good.
0: Vincent um, Norman won the Barbasol Championship. Yes, yep. Which is a European
1: tour yep. event. NPC i don't know i don't know how that was co sanctioned what but apparently heck? that was considered a european tour event or dp <laughs> world tour event. Um, it just shows i can't that. begin to explain that but uh and uh <laughs> then the week after that was the bmw pga uh, the flagship event of the dp world tour and uh, that was Ryan Fox. He ended up winning that. Some big names were in contention. Ludvig was was in it. He had a rough Sunday. Yeah, uh, I think he was the four over 54 hole. I think he was the 54 hole leader. Tommy Fleetwood was in the mix. He ejected on Sunday as well. Uh, Rory was just kind of hanging around. Rahm was making it interesting at the end. Uh, that was actually a really exciting finish. Good event. Always love watching Wentworth. Actually, don't forget Tyrrell
0: and Crown Vic up there too.
1: Yeah, Tyrrell ended up just one shot back. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pretty solid showing that week from um, the European Ryder Cup team contingent. Um, And then that same week, we had the Fortinet Championship uh, on the PGA Tour in Napa. Justin Thomas in the field trying to find some form before heading over to Rome for the Ryder Cup. Uh, Spoiler alert, he was a captain's pick. If you don't know that by now, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Well, and, no, I think we would have talked about. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We
0: wouldn't have talked about that yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, where are they going to go with that? Oh, yeah. So, JT was in the field. Um, I think, was that it as far as Team USA goes? Max Homa. Max Homa was in the field. Max Homa was another, in the field. He had another good week. He was going for a three-peat there. Captain Zach Johnson was in the field. Um, But no one played better than sahith digala and being a guy that's been on the sahith hype train for a while i just want to give you the floor um we you know just have a minute to talk about sahith here i i think 2023 was just the year of
0: you know my guys ricky gets a win gets on the Ryder cup team crown vic Oh yeah, spoiler alert, sorry. Crown Vic wins the Tour Championship, gets his first ever win in the United States, the contiguous 48. Uh and then Sahith finally gets it done. Man, it's just a good year to be me unless it's my fantasy football team. Um It was it was kind of questionable for a long time. You know, he had that really really good week last year at the WM Phoenix Open. And just because he's, you know, not maybe a huge name, you kind of have these guys who, you know, will contend a couple times and then you just never hear from them again. And you know, Wesley Bryan is one of them who is another one of my guys. Uh and I wasn't sure if Sahith would be another one like that, but he he got the bar stool bounce. Uh he went on with Danny Rap and did the either the nine at mine or the caddy or well, the one where he caddies, I don't remember which one. But side um gig. yeah, I think it was side gig he did. And then he comes on and he gets a dub. So shout out Sahith.
1: Um yeah, I love to see that. Um I also, you know, just from the Netflix doc, like seeing content with his dad, except PGA tours milking it a little bit. They could maybe just bring it down a notch or two on the uh, Sahith Dad content. As much as we love it, there's they're sort of milking it like the blocky situation from the PGA. Um, the Blocky but, thing is still getting milked. That's the thing. Yeah, we still have blocky popping up in the news. We even have that in our in our golf news. Blocky made a albatross allegedly. We don't uh, need it. At, at his home course, Arroyo Tribuco. He also just won another PGA section event, which got him an invite to the American Express next spring. So we're going to see Blocky. The tra-
0: not the Travelers, but the Farmer's Insurance as well.
1: So we're going to see Blocky and two more PGA Tour events uh, mm-hmm. come early next year. So, man, he just won't go away, will he? no um well what are, i mean how confident are you that blocky is going to be in rome for the Ryder cup he probably will be
0: and there will be some content around him um yeah like the blocky thing was fun and all when it happened i was i was a huge fan of the block party right away it it does
1: feel a little bit drawn out yeah. I mean the ace was just pandemonium. Like the fact that he made a hole in one at the PGA was I mean you can't you you can't make that up. Uh but yeah the the blocky content is uh is taking off. So anything else that you think just we need to either talk about a little bit more or I mean do we we're gonna get into the Ryder cup um, and that's gonna be the meat of it. Live Chicago was this weekend. Your
0: brother was there. Yes, he was. <laughs> Notice that thoughts. Uh, thoughts on live Chicago. Th- thoughts that your your brother, who has been on this
1: podcast, was there. I mean, uh, you're you're uh, just getting some. We're just you know planting one, planting a source on the ground at a, at a live event. Um, the he- uh, make his way to the party hole at all. Well, he said he he said other than the party hole, there was very little people out there. That that was his description of the event. How he much said did, if sorry, if you're, He was just saying if you're not taking into account like the party hole, where I mean, obviously that's where they want a lot of people. But so other than that, the other holes all around the course, he said really not not many people at all. Really? That was kind of my sense. How much? So- uh,
0: how much do they have to pay for tickets for that? Like, what are those they charge for that stuff now?
1: I don't know. Uh, he and his wife just had, they spent the whole weekend in Chicago uh, for their first anniversary. They went to a Cubs game as well. They did some other stuff. So they the weekend they were going, they were like, "Well, live Chicago is going to be there, so we, let's why not watch Bubba Watson hit a few shots?" Yeah, because who wouldn't want to watch Bubba Watson just slap it around? It's like watching me slap it around, but he's just better at it. So, yeah, Bryson wins. So we're gonna, we're gonna fire up the uh, Bryson Ryder Cup talk now for literally no reason. Um, Lovely. He already fired yeah. it up. Yeah. Did you see that? His quote. I didn't. Ah, uh, I may have, but he's he's like, oh, that 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 he didn't even get a call or something. Yeah,
0: he's like, there it's should like,
1: have been some some guys from over here that got calls, but we didn't. And it's like, just shut up. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, they're they're acting as if like it wasn't extremely obvious that if they went to live, like not being able to play on Ryder Cup teams was a very distinct possibility. Yeah. Sort of the f around and find out. They're in the find out portion of that. Yeah, they're they're finding out point.
0: what happens if they f around.
1: And that whole deal, I'm like, that's what the money was supposed to be for, right? Like it was so much money to where like missing out on some of the other stuff, that's kind of what it was supposed to cover for. That was my understanding. Yeah, I so, don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, not that like that was specifically like, but you know, in in reality, sort of the the situation. Um we touched on it very briefly. I just wanted to talk about Victor Holland again, just sort of, so we can, excuse me, just the hot streak that he got on and how good the golf was that he was playing. Um, that 61 that he shot on Sunday at the BMW, we would have talked about that obviously in the podcast that we uploaded, um, you know, way back uh, 20 minutes ago. Um, just an all time heater there from Vic and then, you know, continues. So he started, he didn't start with the lead at the Tour Championship. He started in second, I believe. I believe I think, so. I think. I think Scotty started in first.
0: Yeah, Scotty um, first.
1: Scotty jumped out to a pretty big lead. It looked like he might run away with it, but again, second straight year, he he sort of um, he sort of loses it, loses his game a little bit at the Tour Championship. And Victor just played amazing that week. I think he and Shoffley tied for first on the shadow leaderboard, which is basically just the real. You know, non handicapped yeah, um, scoring. The, the, gross th- the gross event. Yes, uh, I think he um, and Shoffley tied, which does not surprise me at all because did. Xander Shoffley absolutely owns East Lake. He yep. plays well there every single year. So, from what I can find here,
0: just kind of scrolling through the shadow leaderboard, they both shot 261 for the week. Um, Wyndham Clark shot 268. Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, both were 270. Cantley was a 271. Uh, Adam Shank was a 271. Seth Straka was a 271. And that's about as far as I'll go. Unless there's someone specific that you want to know what they shot, but... Not really. Scotty shot, shot
1: 279. Of, one under. Yep. Um... Disappointing playoffs overall from Ricky, I thought. Um, uh, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't, didn't do much at uh, Memphis. He had a really hot start uh, in Chicago for the BMW first couple of rounds, but then kind of fell apart the last two days and then just didn't do much at Tour Championship. Uh, really hasn't had much form at all since his win, which is a little bit concerning. Um, but should we just get right into the round of cuff you got anything else i got nothing else all right so who um we can just start with the uh captain's picks well uh, team us team usa went first so we can just go with team usa just go all the way down uh full roster
0: all right i don't have i don't know which ones were auto which ones are captain's picks i'm just gonna go in the order that they gave them here I think we I can can start with, We can start determine. with the
1: auto auto qualifiers. So, well, uh, do you in terms know the points? They are? Yeah. Um, okay. Scotty yep. led in points by a lot, I think. Um, and then I know Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon were auto qualifiers due to yep. their major wins. Um, uh, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. And then Max Homa snuck in with that uh, last spot just in the last, um, the last week of qualifying. Uh, yeah. Jumped ahead of Brooks Kepka. So, uh, so those were the six auto qualifiers. And then uh, Captain Zach announced his picks on an extremely awkward uh, Zoom interview. I don't know if you watched that at I, all. I did not. I actually watched it live that day. It was, it was a cringe fest, that's for sure.
0: The Zoom um, interview
1: was? Just the whole, the whole live broadcast of the. No <laughs> oh, crushers, baby. I think they got a dub today.
0: <laughs> they did. Um, so did this guy. So I had to throw him up there.
1: Um, Second dub of the year. Yeah, the whole, the whole live broadcast of the captain's picks was just a tough scene from oh. the Ryder Cup. Captain Zach, uh, the PGA as an organization. It was just, it's like, you've got two years to prepare for this and that's like, That's your your big plan. Yeah, just if you'd watch like the U.S. versus like how Team Europe announced their captains' picks. Like I watched both of them live. It was Team Europe just did it so much better. The presentation and like the pageantry of all of it was so much better. Uh, Anyway, uh, do you want to list off the captains' picks for Team USA? Yeah, captains' picks. You had.
0: um, Well, start with the obvious one. Jordan Spieth was a pretty obvious one that he was going to get picked as was Brooks Kepka. Those were two two of the pretty obvious ones. Um, man, now I'm trying to think. Well, Sam Burns was captain's pick as well. We've briefly talked about him already. Ricky was a captain's pick. Um, who am I missing besides like the obvious yeah. one? Uh, did you, you say Xander? Colin? Colin, oh, Col- Cal- oh, Colin was a captain's pick. Yeah. Colin
1: Morikawa, captain's pick. Um, And then JT. Yeah, so Spieth, Burns, uh, Morikawa, Kepka, Fowler, JT, right? Yep. So overall, your thoughts on those captain's picks?
0: Um, Overall, I think that's what kind of everybody expected. Like even we had talked about, um, you know, that's probably who it's going to be was those six. I think it's definitely the the safe option. I, I'm i going to kind of stand by what I said earlier, though, that I I get that JT is JT, and he did start showing a little bit of form there really, really late. But I do think Keegan may have deserved a spot this year. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my take on it. Overall, though, I, I think it's a solid team. So do you think JT is the most surprising pick? I I don't think it's surprising, no. Um I would say if they if I wanted Keegan to be in it, I would think that the one would be replaced would probably end up being Ricky. I think Sam Burns is probably going to be more of a lock really? than Ricky
1: would be. Wow. So But I I probably disagree with that. I'm guessing guessing Ricky was more of a... I'm guessing Sam Burns was a harder decision to get on the team than Ricky, basically, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I just don't know how much... Well, I mean, it sounded like Ricky was pretty much a shoe-in. Like, even in the days leading up to the announcements, it sounded like, you know, JT was a lock, Colin was a lock, Brooks was a lock, Ricky was a lock. Uh, Speth was a lock, and so it was just kind of like you know, Burns or Keegan
1: is what um, it was. Yeah, overall, I like the captain's picks, they make sense. Uh, Spieth, Brooks, and Colin, I think, were no-brainers. Um, Brooks, honestly, maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, he hasn't had a whole lot of form in the past few months, um, hadn't played a whole ton of golf, uh, was. So, I mean, you could probably make a case that he didn't have a lot of form, but I don't think there was any way that they were going to leave him off the team. Yeah, I think his major um,
0: record for the year, I mean, that yeah. showing at the Masters and then winning the PGA.
1: Yep. Um, Ricky, it seemed like there was, you know, there was not a lot of doubt Ricky was going to be on the team. Um, of course, I really like the pick. It's absolutely thrilled to see ricky on a rider if you'd have told told me a little over a year ago that ricky was going to be back on the Ryder cup team for this year like i think we just need to take a second and realize how big a turnaround this was for him was this huge year. i mean a year uh, ago we're talking yeah.
0: about you know he finishes second at the zozo and it's like is ricky gonna you know, do it this year or is this just kind of a flash in the pan kind of thing? And then,
1: yeah, it was, well, it was right before Napa last year that he was ranked 185 in the world. Like the thought of him being on another, being in another team competition was like pretty crazy. So I'm just, I'm just trying to, as a Ricky fan, just, I'm really going to try to soak this one in, you know, just because these things like, it's hard to get on these teams. Um, unless you're JT.
0: Yeah. Then you're just automatically on
1: basically. Yeah. So yeah. Missing the cut at the 3M gets you on. So, um, in that case, Wesley Bryan should have made the team too. You know, I, I get the argument for the JT pick. Um, it's, you know, the whole idea with captain's picks is right. You're trying to build what you think is your ideal team. Not necessarily, you know, if, Like if you just wanted statistically, oh, like these are the best 12 Americans, then you wouldn't have captain's picks, right? You would just like figure out the best point system. And then it's like whoever's in the top 12, that's who goes. But leaving the room for captain's picks is, you know, you you want the captain to have that discretion of, you know, I'm trying to build the best team. And that's part of what Europe has done for so long. And uh, so I know a lot of people that were, you know, not happy with the JT pick and calling it a boys club and all this stuff. Like, you don't hear them saying the same thing about Europe. in Europe, you're when they were picking Ian Poulter year in and year out. So, yeah, when he didn't have seasons of play and stroke play events that merited being on the Ryder Cup team at all. Oh, yeah, but, 100%. You know, when you continue to pick a guy like Ian Poulter, it's not because it's a boys club, it's because you think he plays a valuable role on your team, you know, because like part of it is the spieth and jt pairing that's a really good pairing they don't lose a lot so you know having that you know then there's you you sort of have the thing of now you got to figure out who else you want to pair jordan spieth with um so, so that's the thing that i think that's one factor that was lost in a lot of the people that were angry about jt being on the team it's not like you know it's like he and jordan are a very formidable pairing. Now whether now they may go they may go 0 and 3 in in Rome, who knows, but there's certain pairings that that just work and Europe has has demonstrated that, you know, year in and year out. So um I think it makes sense from that perspective and the fact that he's, you know, he's freaking he's Justin Thomas. Um he's as, you know, you just kind of got that dog in him for lack of a better term. And, uh, I would say, I would say Sam Burns is maybe a more questionable pick. Uh, but also you could say similar things. I mean, he's had better form than JT this year, still not like great form. Uh, but you know, if, if their plan was to pair him with Scotty Scheffler, then, you know, like your pairings is part of the reason for your captain's picks. You know, if yeah. not, then you're just, if you're just going to auto pick, you know, numbers six through 12 on the qualifying points list, then what's the point of the captain picks? So. That's my, that's my bit on the, on the Jordans or on the Justin Thomas thing.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, just kind of, I don't think it's surprising. I think looking back on it, I mean, you're like you said, you're not going to leave Justin Thomas off the team.
1: And that was one of the things that just really bugged me, like about Zach Johnson and the way he presented it, like in that press conference, you know, is was just like people asking about JT and like his answers were just basically like, you don't, you don't leave Justin Thomas at home. And like, you know, his record speaks for itself and all this stuff. But like, you know, you could maybe make similar arguments for DJ. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's uh, like, I just wish they'd, they'd be honest about like, just, just be honest. Like, Zach just say you know what yeah it's no secret he hasn't had his best form this year but we still think he plays a valuable role on this team in the team room and uh you know just like just say we we have faith that he's gonna help us win and that's all you have to say you don't have to give weird quotes that can also serve as an argument for other players that you didn't put on the team
0: yeah it's like the same thing as back with the uh when all the guys were leaving for live and they were like, Oh yeah, you know, it's just a, a good opportunity. It's like, no dude, it's for the money. Like feel free to tell us the exact reason you put JT on the team. It's, it's because he fits in with Jordan. Mm -hmm. It's because he's got good
1: history. That's all you got to say. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, you you could say like, say he picked Dustin Johnson, but you could say the exact same thing. You just don't leave Dustin Johnson at home. Yeah. You could say that. So, I mean, you it, I mean arguably you could say Dustin Johnson has been a better player than Justin Thomas this year. And he went 5 and 0 at the last Ryder Cup. So, you know, you, you just like just give a little more honest answer about like, well, you know, there's a specific role that that JT plays within this team, you know, in the team room and that that sort of thing. So, I think Zach Johnson's like messaging and stuff has been pretty bad. Uh, he, in these press conferences, he has the personality of a graham cracker and it's just like, it's just like, I don't, I don't bemoan any of the captain's picks or any of the decisions that have been made so far, but it's just like the, the phrasing he uses and like the, like there was a point in the press conference when they asked about like course fit for the players. And like when it comes to making captain's picks and making pairings and he basically just said like well, you guys wouldn't understand it. And like stuff like, it's just, man, it's, I don't know. He's, he needs to be better at this. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, hopefully it goes well. Uh, it is officially Ryder cup week. It is hard to believe. It went from
0: our, our last podcast was tour championship week and now it's Ryder cup week. It's just,
1: we can just pretend it's 2016 when the tour championship was literally the week before the Ryder cup. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Now the players that were left off the team, the three biggest snubs, I mean, some people would say DJ is a snub, um, probably Keegan Bradley, Cameron Young, and some would throw out Lucas Glover. Um, I know you mentioned Keegan already. Do you think he is the biggest quote unquote snub from this team? I I think he's the biggest one. Um,
0: just because he does also have, you know, pretty solid Ryder Cup experience. Um he was two-time tour winner this year. You know, you could say the same thing for Lucas Glover. Uh I just Lucas Glover doesn't give me that that USA vibe. Keegan is definitely a guy who could, you know, give you some fireworks during the during the week.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um you know, I'm I'm really happy for Lucas Glover. You know the the turnaround he's had in his career back to back wins and in uh you know the windham and then a playoff event like super cool um he figured out the putting yips and all of that but like let's be real lucas glover was not going to be on the Ryder cup team um that just wasn't going to happen uh you could definitely make an argument cam young was a bigger snub than keegan bradley especially um all that i've a lot that i've heard about the golf course is how how important driving is uh you got to drive it long and straight at this course and that's that's cameron young and uh it's not very often you see a guy as high as ninth on the points list uh not get picked for the team um also we we do have to mention that uh i don't know if it was a radio show or a podcast that fred couples was on back in july and basically saying like yes cam young will be on the team um So I don't know if that makes Cam Young a bigger snub per se, but probably equally surprising that Cam Young didn't end up on this team. Um, I don't know. What did you think of that situation where uh, Freddie was, uh, as an assistant captain, was out on, I don't know if it was PGA Tour Radio, Sirius XM, saying, yes, Cam Young is on the team, and then he doesn't end up getting a pick. It's, I mean, it's a little messy. It's a little lack of communication between the graham
0: cracker and good old Freddie, Freddie Boom Boom. Um,
1: it's not a great look. Like that's it's, a pretty it's bad look. Like I saw someone said that's borderline subordinate from Fred Couples to be out saying like this that's, guy's on the team when like that decision clearly had not been made yet. That's you like Benedi- that is, Benedict Arnold type stuff there. Like that, we that is a really really bad look. And then. When Zach was asked about it he said Freddie said that in jest what 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 kind of I don't what do you know mean what's he happening. said that in what do you mean he said that in jest like the, I, don't, the, I don't know what's happening in the context he said basically he said that Spieth, Homa and cam young like he's like those guys will be in Rome that's what Freddie said so like what am I supposed to we really think he was being like sarcastic or joking I don't think he when be going on the other two sarcastic. the other two were locked for that team, so I mean, yeah, that was not a good look at all and i I mean maybe at the time that was something they had talked about, and
0: then it was a late switch, you know, maybe it was supposed to be Cameron Young instead of Sam burns uh and then it was just a late switch i don't I don't know what happened there, but
1: yeah, um I mean overall, once again. We have a pretty stacked U.S. team, right? Very deep. Um, I mean, the fact that you can have a guy like Keegan Bradley, as good a ball striker as he is, multiple-time winner on tour this year, being left off the team, obviously it sucks for him, but it's a, it is a sign of how deep the U.S. squad is. Um, and uh, so, I mean, once again, on paper, I think the U.S. is favored right now. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't at least I don't know. at least at least last I've seen. Um, I, I'm sure
0: they're probably favorite in like betting odds, but I
1: I am a little bit scared of this European Ryder Cup team this year. Oh yeah, I am too. We're gonna get to them um quickly. I I do remember. Did you uh, happen to catch the episode of Foreplay? They just had Keegan Bradley on. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Maybe you saw the clip. I didn't hear the whole episode, but um. So the night before, did, did the clip about the when he got the call from Zach.
0: Yeah, when this? they
1: called the night before, and
0: then they said like they're going to call in the morning.
1: Yeah, so apparently he called like basically everyone that was being considered the night before and said, "We're we're we're making the calls tomorrow morning." Um And then so it was the next morning. He said he didn't sleep at all, of course, because he's Keegan Bradley, and all he thinks about is the Ryder Cup. That's what he said earlier this year. Um He said that next morning he got a text before, before he got the call and like being told that there was like one of the Netflix camera crews. He said they were just like five minutes from his house. They were going to be over pretty soon. And uh, what Keegan said was um, he said, Oh, like, well this, you know, know if he said this, but he was thinking like, okay, then, then that probably means I'm on the team. So he said that through this whole process, that was the first time he let himself think like I actually made the team. Like I did it. And uh then he gets the call from Zach and he said he could tell right right away. He's like, Hey Keegan, and he just knew right away and he said he was just devastated. What a punch to the gut. That's just and uh yeah, yeah, that's just stupid. So I mean we're gonna Netflix full swing season two, we're gonna get Keegan Bradley's live reaction to not making the team when he thought he had. Oh, which man, there's is, gonna be there's gonna be tears. I guarantee there's gonna be tears. Which is devastating, but uh, man, it's great content. I do feel for him. Like what, at a certain point,
0: what I don't get, why are you going out calling, being like, "Hey,
1: we're gonna call you tomorrow." Like,
0: just don't even call.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it was a text saying the the calls are coming out in the morning. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's. Uh, that's gross. Yeah, I if if Zach Johnson's communication to the players has been anything similar to his communication to the public, it, it probably was extremely awkward on those phone calls, especially the ones where uh the per, the player was not picked. Uh yeah. But I think in his presser he said Cam Young was probably the hardest one to leave off the team. I'm surprised he didn't call up
0: Trent Ryan and invite him onto the team, you know, being from Iowa and all. So
1: there you go. Um, anything else from Team USA, or should we um, head across we the Atlantic? Can, I think we can cross the pond here. All right, so Team Europe, we've got some interesting ones here. Um, and then after we cover Team Europe, I think we should do some of the uh pairings that we're expecting to see and hoping to see from both teams. Um, so they do their points, uh, qualifying process a little bit differently they have a world points qualifier and european points so basically the you can get qualifying points on the european tour and on the pga tour for them because uh, a lot of the best european players are playing the pga tour the auto qualifiers were correct me if i'm wrong uh rory yep uh victor yep john rom yep tyrell hatton yep i think so um, one more, and then Bob McIntyre. I can't think of who. I think it was, was it Maddie Fitz? Yeah, it might have been Fitz. Is either Fitz? Maybe Hoygard. Did I say Victor already? You said Victor already. Because I know the I know what the picks were. Uh, why don't I just have this thing called the internet?
0: Yeah, I was just deciding to look it up too. Um. So Rory Rahm, Bob McIntyre, uh, Victor Tyrrell, and Matty Fitz.
1: All right. So um, should we just, before we give thoughts on individual players, or we just let, uh, say who the captions picks were, I guess? Yeah, let's just go through the captions picks. Um,
0: you had Tommy, to Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp, Obvious. Straka, Justin Rose, Shane Lowry, uh, Nikolai Hojgaard and then the aforementioned Ludwig Ludwig. Uh your think, thoughts on those captains picks? I think, you know, going with Ludwig, he's going to become one of those guys where you know there's there's Tiger, goes by one name. There's Rory. You know, I think Ludwig's going to be the next one namer. I think he's already there, man. I, like
1: he's not going to go by Ludwig Aberg. He's going to be just Ludwig. I've heard different ways on how his last name is actually supposed to be pronounced, like in Swedish. Is that a language? Swedish? Yes. Um, and it is like I'm. I'm glad he allows people to call him Aberg. That's all I'll say. Is it? Is it that bad? I've heard. I've heard Aubrey. Oh my. But that's from that's from Jamie Weir. So who knows if that's right. But it's okay, it, it, like
0: I'm watching a video right now of him pronouncing his last name. So I'm going to. All right. We got a 15 second ad. So yeah, we'll okay wait for that one. <laughs> no free ads. It's Dis, it's the Disney ESPN Hulu bundle.
1: OK, I just said no free ads. We get anything what? yet. Yeah, it's like oh. yeah. Uh, oh Berg? Oh Berg? how did he say?
0: It? It's like in Swedish it would be you know Ludwig
1: oh Huh. That's funny. So yeah, but he says, well, in English, you, you can just say Aberg. So yeah. I'll 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 go with that. Um and I'll just be thankful he's okay with people saying it like that. I'm just gonna call him Ludwig. I like I like yeah, I just I like Ludwig. We can just go with Ludwig. Um all right, your thoughts on the captain's picks.
0: Um I I think looking at this Ryder Cup team uh and just kind of looking at the standings, I mean there was some big controversy behind Adrian Moronk not being picked. Yep. Uh, I don't know enough about European golf to really give a take on that. Um I don't think I'm really surprised. Uh, especially if you look at the the world points standings, I mean Fleetwood, Straka, Lowry, and Rose were all the next four on the world standings. So, I mean that's that's ten of your twelve guys there. Uh, Moronk was the next guy. So yeah. maybe maybe if anything, a little bit of a surprise that uh, it's Nikolay or Nikolai Heugard. Um, I I just I think Ludwig is just. Such an up-and-comer. Obviously, he didn't get the full opportunity to earn points. So, he's not going to be up there on the points list. But, um, I don't hate the Ludwig pick. Oh, I absolutely love the Ludwig pick. Um,
1: I I like... Here's the problem. Adrian Moronk should probably be on that team. But... The person he should be on the team over is Bob McIntyre, but he qualified on points. Uh I'm perfectly fine with having Nikolai Hoygard on the team in front of Adrian Moronk. Um, he has a higher ceiling and is more likely to play in a lot of Ryder cups. So it makes sense to start getting some experience under his belt, I think. And uh you know, are you talking, talking about Hoygard our, or Maronk? I'm right? talking I'm talking about Hoygard right now so that like he just he just has a higher ceiling and you could argue his recent form was a little bit better uh it is just hard to leave moronk off the team man with how good he has played this year he won the italian open at marco simone this year i mean yeah i know that was the big the only thing i mean bob mcintyre he committed to the dp world tour this year like and moronk took a couple invites to play pga tour events and uh you know that was basically the difference like if he would have said no one played in europe he would have easily had or shouldn't say easily i mean it's possible he misses cuts but very very likely he would have had the points to get that last auto qualifying spot because statistically he's a much better player than McIntyre, but McIntyre just, he played a ton of golf on the DP world tour and just committed to playing over there to try to get, um, one of these auto qualifying spots on the European points. And that's what he did. And he made it happen. But, but yeah, he, if there's anyone that shouldn't be on this team, you know, to move in front of, uh, you know, so that Morong should be on the team. It's, it's McIntyre, but he auto qualified. Cause Yeah. Um, Moronk had a chance to sneak in front of McIntyre at that last event, which was the one that Ludwig won. Uh, he just didn't quite play well enough that week to do it. But cause I don't think McIntyre would have been a captain's pick if he, didn't, if he I, didn't get that last spot. I think the captain's picks would have been the same. Yeah. Um, so, cause if you just look at the, the Euro team, like statistically and in data golf and everything, like, Bob is way down there. Like his form is just not that good. He just yeah. had that. He just well, had that really high finish at the Scottish open. And that basically gave him all the points he needed. I mean, Bob McIntyre,
0: I call him the perennial, um, like shows up at the open every year. And then like us American fans don't hear of him ever again. Cause he doesn't play American
1: events. Um, and partly because he's like not good enough. Like, I don't think Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that's that's harsh, but
0: you know. He's so just looking at his major record. He's played uh the US majors 10 times, 8 times. He's only missed one cut. He's finished t- tied 12 and tied 23rd at the Masters in his two appearances. So He has played uh played he's all right. He's very He's just very hot and cold. Yeah. Um, and he is also... So he's got two European Tour wins. His last one was in 2022, and it was at Marco Simone.
1: I mean, frankly, he should have uh, won his home open this year. Rory absolutely he, stole yeah, that from Rory with the highway robbery. Burning the last two holes into the wind. Um, but... Yeah, I... So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be talking down to Bob because... I mean, he did play really well at the Scottsdale, but that is one event. Like, his sustained form other than that event isn't that great. Yeah, and he he
0: shot a 64. September 2022, shot a 64 to tie Matt Fitzpatrick at Marco Simone and then beat him in a playoff. Um, but yeah, his... Come on. I don't... Okay, his last yeah performances, he had... A, fourth place at the check masters uh
1: yeah it's just i don't know and then a lot of people were saying uh Shane Lowry shouldn't have been a captain's pick cuz of bad form it should have been Moronk instead of Lowry uh which i can't i can't fathom that take at all considering he's he's Shane Lowry uh he has Ryder Cup experience and even if you dig into the statistics Lowry has had a better year than Moran so I mean, on all counts, that that doesn't that take doesn't make sense. And Shane Lowry was one of the few bright spots for Europe at Whistling Straits. Yeah.
0: I so, I definitely agree with your take that if if anyone was gonna be off this team, it's gonna be Bob McIntyre. I mean it's kind of the same for the United States. Like if not for auto qualifiers, like
1: I don't think Brian Harman should be on that team. Exactly. Um one big week got him on the team. Same yeah, with Bob. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But Sorry to the, picks, Brian make, the, fans out there, the but. picks the picks make sense. Yeah. But I'm kind of with you. Your your sentiment that you uh that you had earlier that this is a scary European team. I I just I mean you have your, your typical
0: European team. I mean you got you've got Rory and Rom, who even if they're playing bad, are still really, really good. Yeah. Uh you've got Victor who
1: has been playing victory. really, really good golf this year. I mean, um, I guess we didn't talk about Sepp Straka. I, you like you like Sepp? I, I, like I feel Sepp. like he, I feel like he's great for this format. Yeah, he's he's always a solid player. Um, I imagine he'll play both four ball sessions unless yeah. the first one goes terribly. But yeah. I feel like he is a four ball dream partner. I, I feel like Sepp doesn't get enough
0: love all the time. Um, like he, he doesn't get a, a crap ton of tour wins, but like he's always up there on the leaderboard. It
1: feels like even he, if he's not getting, he, wins. he has improved his consistency this year. And, uh, I, I, I actually, I feel like he's going to have a really good rider cup. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, Tyrell Hatton. Just brings the, the emotion and the fire. Hopefully, it's good fire, not and the bad fire. The thing is, so
1: many of these European guys have really good form right now. I know. Ludv- Ludwig's playing amazing. Fitzpatrick has, uh-huh. he contended at, um, he contended in uh, Switzerland. Tommy Fleetwood's playing really well. Tyrrell Hatton finished only a shot back at Wentworth. Um, Victor, of course, is playing unbelievable golf right now. Best player in the world right now, arguably. Um, I mean, the R- only Rory one. Is-
0: and Ram, it's the only one like, with bad form is Bob McIntyre, and you can just hide that in the
1: first two days. Yeah, and I mean, you could. I mean, Justin Rose hasn't been exactly on a heater of recent, but he has. He's been better this year than he has in past years. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of guys on Team Europe coming into this red hot. No, like if you because it's it's four matches right the first two days. Uh four in the four matches. Four, four in the morning. Four yeah. in the afternoon. Four in the morning. So, four in the afternoon
0: you're looking at eight guys that are going to play each session. I mean, so you can bench four guys per session. You can easily sit Bob McIntyre all four sessions and just hide him for the entire Ryder cup.
1: Well, I think they
0: have to play once. Do they have have to play one? Yeah. Okay. I think they have to play at least once. And I mean, like you're going to have guys that are probably going to play. Like I, I imagine Victor's going to probably play quite a bit. Um, you know, Rom and
1: Rory are probably gonna play quite a bit. So interesting thing I've heard is uh, from people that have seen the course and played it in person, and all this they say the course is can be an extremely difficult walk. So they're not expecting a ton of guys to go like they're not expecting anyone to go five sessions. But you know, these also are best in the world. Yeah. So they'll probably find a way if they're playing that good. But I found that interesting that John Rahm might not, he's got a little difficulty
0: walking. He was born with a club foot if you were not aware. Um, so, so Could make it a
1: little bit of a difficult walk for him. But yeah. That, that course, it might be, uh I don't know. It, it might not lend itself as much as some others to uh one guy, going all five sessions. So we'll see if that's how it plays out or not, but just talking about it, I'm getting yeah. pumped. Yeah. Getting extra. Oh, that's this week. Let's go. Uh, I will be up probably at like 2am watching this. What is that? What time? It like What days is it? So it's Friday, like, Saturday, Sunday,
0: Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. So it'll be Friday morning. Yes. Okay. So I probably Friday won't night. get to watch the first day. Um, but second and third day, I'll probably try and catch at least, you know, at least the third day, the singles, especially if it's really, really close. Um,
1: I'd love to catch that, but. All right. Um, Any, any pairings that you are expecting to see or hoping to
0: see? I want to see the Scandinavian pairing looking at the European team, uh, Crown Vic and Ludwig. It's, it's looking, together.
1: it's looking like we might. It's it's. Kind of the rumblings are uh, Ludwig and Victor, or or Ludwig and Rory. That's I, I, kind of I'm I'm hearing both of those. Yeah, which I would just either, it, I I would hate to play either one. Yeah, at least once I want to see the two Scandinavian boys together. Um, they'll have that chemistry. I'm curious who they're going to put John Rahm with. Um, he, I, he did play a little bit with Tyrrell. I was thinking Winston kind Straits. of Tyrrell. John and Tyrrell Haddon. I think John Rahm and Sepstraka, maybe. I could see that. Um I'm could you could you also go John Rahm and Shane Lowry? With? What do you think about that? I mean, I don't hate it. I'm curious like, I just, if they're gonna if they're gonna try to pair the veterans with with the rookies at all, or if they would like, you know, if they would go, you know, if they paired Nikolai and like Sepstraka or something, that team could make a thousand birdies. They yeah. could also they could also lose seven and six. Well, if they lose seven and six, I mean,
0: you just lose a point. What's the you gotta yeah. you gotta go for the the fireworks. So I could see I could see maybe a Rosie and Hoyguard pairing. Uh, Rosie and thinking, Fleetwood, maybe. Yeah, the the British. I don't know who are you gonna pair Matty Fitz with. We haven't really talked about Matty Fitz.
1: He's he's. I mean, he seems pretty versatile, right? Like, yeah. I, Dude, I don't know. I'm excited to see the pairings. And yeah. I can't even begin to fathom what goes into it. Like the oh, the amount of statistics and everything that they use to formulate the team for one thing and then make the pairings. And because a big part of it, too, is based on, um, you know, iron play, things like that, because I think one. So there's four par threes, but only one of them is an even hole, I think. So the other three par threes are odd holes. So that'll play a big factor in alternate shot. Mm-hmm because you know you can uh sort of uh, pick your pick your best iron players and have them start on the odd holes and things like that so yeah. um I started doing some some diving into the the course itself and then I got bored and realized I don't get paid to do this so I stopped but uh yeah it was interesting some of the so I was getting a little bit of a taste of Marco Simone I think I got like almost through the front 9 with some of the data and analytics on, on holes, but
0: what about uh, the American team Perks? I mean, Smith and Thomas can be an obvious one.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's take a look at a team. So I, I imagine we're going to see Scheffler and Burns. That's probably a yep. big reason Burns was picked uh, because those guys uh, together, uh, we're going to see Cantley and Shoffley. Of course I have, Who I have two. Do you want to see Ricky with? And I, so I, was I know my answer. Get, I have, I have I have three guys I want to see him with. Oh, so you mean um, like the three guys we haven't talked about yet? Uh,
0: Maybe. I, I think my number one, I want to see Ricky and Window.
1: I want to see Ricky and Brian Harmon. Oh, my gosh. Yuck. No. Really? Yeah. I, I want to see that pairing really bad. Oh. Um, So I, I've been hearing rumblings of Ricky and Max and Ricky and Brian Harmon. I've been hearing both of those. So who's Wyndham going to play with Wyndham and Colin or what? Wyndham and Brooks,
0: Brooks. Wyndham and Brooks. I can see that. I just know we will not get or at least I hope not and should not get
1: Brooks and Brian Harmon.
0: That is an absolute
1: zero. I, I would like that, actually. I, I don't think, think that's that's Brooks would like that. Why not?
0: Because Brooks likes playing fast. Yeah, but those guys if he's got to sit dogs. there and watch Brian Harman waggle 45
1: times, he's going to he's going to be think, done. I think Harman's going to hold his own actually. He's going to make a lot of putts, at least I hope. You're going to um, have to I, pair Harmon, I also especially would like and, to see I also would like to see Ricky with Colin.
0: I think that would be a cool one. I just but, I was thinking Ricky and Wyndham just because that That couple of rounds that they played with each other at the the U.S. Open, like there was some vibes there.
1: I also think um, alternate shot, uh, Scheffler and Harmon, I'd like to see that too. I think that's probably
0: what you'll have to do for alternate shot, or like a Wyndham and Harmon. You're going to have to get Harmon a big hitter for alternate shot, I feel like. I don't know how long the course is, I guess, but...
1: I mean, it's fairly long. Uh, obviously, Harmon drives it pretty short by tour standards, but I think he'll still be able to get it around. I think, it, like, if you could just, you know, pair Scotty's ball striking with Harmon's putting, like that would be lethal. Yeah, yeah. Windham or uh, Windham and Ricky team Jailbird. would be there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of putts being made in that group. We could easily see Colin and max i mean they've they've paired up in the zurich before so they've played alternate shot on each other's golf ball ricky and brooks
0: that would be a fun one i think
1: i think those guys have two such different mentalities like i don't know if those would mesh well you you talked about uh Maddie Fitz being
0: the versatile guy on Team Europe. Who's the versatile guy on Team USA? Probably Ricky. Is it, is it Ricky? I was thinking Ricky or Colin, maybe.
1: I mean, like any of these guys. I mean, I think I think you'll see I think you'll see Wyndham, Clark, and Brooks. I think that would be but, a dog. And I have no I have That's no reason for these predictions. I'm just this is totally it's my just, gut.
0: Yeah, and it's just kind
1: of stuff I want to see. Like just talking about the pairings, dude, gets me, dude. This is I'm so excited for this. Like Wyndham and Brooks would both bring kind of that cocky swagger. Any chance you see uh Ricky and JT team up again?
0: Um depends on how good the speath and JT pairing. Goes. Yeah, that's, is is the course gonna is the course gonna set up well for the Jordan Spieth experience?
1: Um, um, of spray it wherever the heck you want, and no, not really. I mean, the rough is gonna be very thick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Basically. The Jordan Spieth experience and the Sahef experience are like Spider-Man. <laughs> one and the same. Each other. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man also, maybe. are there any holes that have like a really steep 90
0: degree, 90 degree bank right next to one of the greens that uh, Jordan Spieth could hit it on and then
1: hit a really spectacular shot and almost run into uh, like, Michigan? No, I don't think so. Uh, this Sorry. time it might be the Mediterranean. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we're pretty landlocked. It's a shame. That's where
0: Jordan Spieth plays his best.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm a- um, so yeah, it makes me it does make you wonder like if these teams have to revise their points systems a little bit because the fact that Brian Harmon, like a guy like Brian Harman, can have one good week and be an auto qualifier is a little bit concerning. Um yeah. like and how have- the fact that Bob McIntyre qualified for the European team, but I also get it because they want like having a European part of the points list uh makes it an incentive for players to play more on that tour. So I totally get why they have it and it rewards playing over there. So but I mean, you just it—you it, simply you'd rather have Murunk on the team than McIntyre. I think. I agree. So um, it's been 30 years since the U.S. won on European soil, and uh, was listening to. Uh, no laying up recently. And they had a whole episode where they were just going over the last four Ryder cups that were in Europe and just sort of all of the nonsense that went wrong for team USA. And uh, I don't know if you, you probably didn't catch that one. Did you? No, I have not been a big, big on my podcast lately. It was just like the dysfunction on team USA in uh, 2018 and 2014. Well, you could even throw 2010 in there was just is it's just pretty comical actually um 2014 stands out among the rest just the fact that tom watson basically the contrast in how tom watson made his decisions versus how the european team specifically captain uh, paul mcginley made his decisions was night and day Uh, Watson basically had almost no reasoning for his decisions. They were basically gut feelings. Uh, He would send out a guy. He would send out two guys as a team, play an alternate shot, and they hadn't even practiced with each other's golf balls like in the whole week. They weren't planning on playing with each other. Um, And meanwhile, you had McGinley, who was like prepping for months for what to do with having Victor Dubuisson on the team because he was qualifying on points but you know didn't really have relationships with any of the other guys was kind of a lone wolf like uh McGinley went on like multiple trips around the world to spend some time with him at different european tour stops and um basically designated uh Graham McDowell as the guy to as the guy to pair with him um it was it was fascinating listening to you know a lot of that basically the the failures from team USA a lot of the stuff that happened in 2018 is just hilarious uh patrick reed you know basically as soon as the Ryder cup is over talking to reporters about what he think what he thinks went wrong and all the bad decisions that were made and all the other guys on the team were basically reading this news story on the plane back about all this stuff patrick reed said um yeah it was it's uh crazy crazy like all the all the stuff that has gone
0: wrong but you when you mentioned victor dubuisson you brought just something back and i had to just go google victor dubuisson
1: he and graham mcdowell uh beat jimmy walker and ricky fowler five and four in the saturday afternoon matches um but for some reason, captain Watson put Fowler and Walker out in every single session. So yeah, they were, uh, yeah. So they were, they were understandably, they were a little bit gassed, right? They played Friday morning and afternoon and then Saturday morning. And then also Saturday afternoon, captain Watson put them out again and, uh, they halved their first three matches. And then that match, they, they lost five and four. And, uh, when asked about it afterwards, saying, uh, like, you know, would you reevaluate your decision to send those guys out again, given, you know, the fatigue that they had played every session? Tom Watson puts the blame on the players. He said, well, I don't know. I thought they could handle it. So. Oh. Um,
0: yeah. Just looking back, you know, kind of talking about The U.S. and their chances in Europe, you said it's been how long since they won in Europe? Like 30, 40 years? 30 years,
1: 1993. Um, So since 2000. Just for reference, Ray Floyd was on that team. He is now 81 years old. Oh, Since 2000,
0: the most points that the U.S. has uh, scored in Europe is 13 and a half. That was in 2010. 2010 was
1: actually a great Ryder Cup.
0: In all the other ones, so in 2018 they scored ten and a half. 2014 they scored eleven and a half. Um, not good. 20 or 2006 they scored nine and a half. Mm-hmm. 2002 they scored twelve and a half. Um, we do have there- a nice little, nice little advantage here that we only score fourteen instead of fourteen and a half being the current Which, cup holders.
1: Especially after the Solheim Cup today, I'm not a fan of that rule. Um, I don't know if you saw that at all. I saw it as a tie. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, it's just, it's just it's just wild to see like Team Europe celebrating and like doing the whole thing like, and all the stories are like, oh yeah, Team Europe won and Team US lost, but it's like no, they actually tied. They both yeah. had fourteen points, but then Europe gets yeah, to but celebrate as if they tie won. goes to the defender. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, what would you but anyway what's
0: what's the better scenario like do you play a playoff
1: what do you do that'd be wild captain selects one player to go off in a pl- sudden death playoff can you imagine no i think they
0: should do a what they would do in like a member guest that you do a shootout so you take them out to 150 yards on the last hole have them all turn around and then one by one they hit shots and whoever hits it the closest wins it for their team That'd be, that'd be crazy. Um, do you, what do you think? Do we get 14 points or is it going to be another? Letdown? Are we just going straight to the predictions?
1: Oh, I guess I just jumped there. I don't know. There, there is one point that I kind of skipped over. That was in the notes. Okay. Let's go back to that and then we'll talk
0: about predictions.
1: Do we have to give the credit where credit is due? The, the Tron Carter call of the century with uh Ludwig, yeah, uh no, we don't Why is no. that? I already gave him credit earlier all right i mean I, th- I thought we did have to uh at least mention it this was this goes back to i think the the wrap up pod from no laying up after the Europeans got their uh I'm trying to think of a uh, clean way to say this. Lost, kicked, lost very easily to uh, Team USA back at Whistling Straits in 2021. This, I think this. Was I, didn't, the I didn't. I didn't realize that this was that long
0: of a call.
1: Yeah. And okay. He he needs some credit us, then. Like there's this there's this guy from Sweden. He plays at Texas Tech. His name's Ludwig. It's like. Just, just look out. He's he's gonna be on the team in Rome. Like <laughs> that
0: is just that is, okay. I didn't realize it went that far back. So yes, that is that's outstanding.
1: He's and he's been sticking with the bit the whole time. So shout out, oh Trump. man. And uh, yeah, that's. I mean, even even six months ago, that would have been crazy. I mean, he was he was playing college golf six months ago yeah yeah so and 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 the whole time he he never wavered he's ludwig for ludwig for team europe 2023 Ryder cup team it's yeah that one uh yeah and and uh coming from the guy who will also pay credit for quote inventing scotty scheffler he's probably feeling pretty good
0: he's he's riding a high right now um you know, does the Ryder Cup being back in odd-numbered years give the U.S. a little bit of an advantage? They seem to perform better when the Ryder Cup's in odd-numbered years than even-numbered years.
1: Uh, shades of '99. Um. So, what was it that changed it the first time? Was it like 9/11. nine eleven? It was nine eleven. Yep. Okay, that's what I, I thought. Maybe it was. Maybe that's what it was. Um, why did nine eleven move it?
0: Because it was going to be in Europe that year. It was going to be in Europe that year. Um, I, I don't why know why they decided to, but probably just you know bigger things on the mind of the American people.
1: Yeah. Um. So now the Solheim Cup has to change their schedule because um, of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, so so they're having it again next year to get off of the Ryder Cup year. See, I don't
0: hate that though. I wish they would be on the same year.
1: I think uh from their perspective it like it kind of it get they get overshadowed by the Ryder Cup if it's like at about that roughly the same time. They want it to to stand alone. Do
0: we also just merge them and just do like no, a men's and women's
1: Ryder Cup together? I say, I say no. I think it's I think that hurts the product of all involved to be honest, but actually the Solheim cup was, was pretty dramatic TV. I, I was thoroughly enjoying watching it this morning. I was glad that, uh, Daniel Kang finally got her finally got
0: her clubs after a while.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, some of those, I, I did want us the U S to win this morning. I was rooting for him. Uh, Nellie needs to address her putter situation Her the putting was, was rough this week. And, uh, I didn't like the way Lexi Thompson handled that question from the reporter about their, her shanked chip shot. Uh, I'm sure you saw that maybe, uh, I, the shanked chip shot or the, the interview, the way, uh, when she was asked the question in the presser. No, I didn't see that. So this was, uh, I don't know the actual situation of the match. I think it was yesterday. Um, They were on the 18th hole, and she ended up shanking a chip. Uh, It said, I I mean, so it ended up costing them a half point. I don't know if they went from winning the match to having it or having it to losing it. I should probably know that. But either way, in the press conference after the matches, a reporter was just like, you know, what happened on that shot? Like, take us through it. And she's just like, I don't have to comment on that. You know, she's just said she's like, I don't have to answer that question. And then and then uh, Stacy Lewis, who's the captain, like she like a few seconds after that, she's like, It's a terrible question. It's like, um, I think it's a fair question asking her about what happened on that very pivotal shot. You yeah. Know? And then so a lot of people didn't like that. And then you got Jessica Corda going off on Twitter saying, Well, why are people roasting Lexi for shanking a chip shot? They'd never played in this pressure, but it's like no, people aren't roasting her for shanking the chip. People are roasting her for how she responded to the question, as if like it's completely out of bounds to ask what happened on that shot. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a good look. It kind of turned me off to Team USA, but I still was cheered for him today.
0: I'm continuing my Victor Dubuisson deep dive by watching his shot from the cactus at the match play. Yeah, that was wild. Rest in peace to when the match play was at the well. Rest in peace to the match play, first of all. Yeah, but second of all, it was in Arizona. Yeah, I loved it that one year that it snowed. That was sick. I don't like uh,
1: Austin Country Club. At least we don't have to go back there. I know. Thank. It was like one or two years. It was at uh, or one year. One year it was at TBC Harding Park. That was kind of fun. But I I I liked it when it was at in Arizona. I think where was it? Maybe. Was that what it was? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know if that was the name of the course, but...
0: It was in Tucson, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I'll do some research. We can continue talking about the Ryder Cup.
1: So are we going uh, straight to predictions for the Ryder Cup? Predictions? Have... Yeah. Um. What are your predictions? Well, I, I got to look up
0: the, the odds first. Yeah, that's a good point. You should look because... up the odds and let me
1: know. So, okay. So the team USA is minus 120. Team Europe is plus 125. So those odds, I would bet Europe all day. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize, oh my gosh. I at least, so this is what I'm betting. And mostly because it's what I'm hoping. I'm, I really hope we get our first like actual close rider cup since 2010. Uh, I think we down, will. Coming down coming down, okay 2012 i should say 2012 was close um sorry i forgot about that one um 2012 was a really good finish i want uh yeah 2014 you know the last you know it was it was pretty that that was a pretty inevitable outcome for a while uh, 2016 was the same 2018 was the same 2020 was just the Euros got the brake speed off them so
0: yeah, the slaughter by the water. I got my shirt on
1: to support. Well, you have your camera turned off, so I I can't see it. Uh, yeah, I have to charge my headphones. So anyway, so but yeah, I just want I just want a close Ryder Cup that actually like comes down to the last few matches. We haven't had that in a good decade, so.
0: Yeah, I I definitely uh want a Ryder Cup that is like you said, closer. Um you know, I'd like uh what I wanna see is I want a what what would we have? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen points through the first four rounds. I want a nine seven Europe lead going into Ooh. Sunday singles. And then the US comes back and wins it fourteen and a half, thirteen and a
1: half. Who do you think has the best record for Team USA? Who do I think has the best record? I'm going to go with... Uh,
0: I'm going to go with Ryder Cup rookie, Wyndham Clark.
1: I don't wow. know why. Right. I don't know why. All I just right. want to be bold. Okay. I'm kind of feeling uh, the X the X factor, Shoffley. I think, I, I think he's going to have a good Ryder Cup. Um. Anyone else on team USA that you're expecting to have a big Ryder Cup? Uh the usual, you know, JT will probably do JT things.
0: Um I besides that,
1: like it it'll just be it'll be average. I'm hoping Ricky has a really good Ryder Cup to sort of uh to sort of, to improve his Ryder Cup record. It's not great. Uh I don't know. According to Butch Harmon he played he made 14 birdies the other day at uh Metallist, but that doesn't necessarily uh translate to an away Ryder cup in Rome.
0: Yeah. Um, I want Cantley, you know, nothing against Cantley. Uh and obviously he's on team USA, but I want Cantley to just go like 0 and 3.
1: Well, then my prediction can't work.
0: Cantley loses, Shoffley also loses. Like I just I don't like Cantley, so and it's it's hard I'm, to look at all these records because some of their Ryder Cup records are a little skewed if they played in 2021
1: just because of how big of a beatdown it actually was. My like wild card or question mark. Okay, okay. I want I really am curious to see how Max Home is gonna play. Yeah, He's only he's only played in a home presidents cup. Same with Sam Burns, but to less extent, Max Holm has had a lot better form this year. Um, Brooks Kepka is kind of my question mark. I'm cu- very curious to see how he's going to play um, and who he's going to play with. But his form hasn't been great over the last few months, but he's also Brooks Kepka. And I kind of want to just see him be Brooks Kepka.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got the freedom flow going on, so. Oh, I saw that him and Sam Burns fresh mullet yeah uh team Europe any
1: what do you think Bob McIntyre plays two matches goes 0-2 I think I don't know if this is like if it's setting up for a breakout or if I'm just thinking this because maybe the pressure's on but Matty Fence he's had two abysmal Rider Cups his record is like 0-5 0-5 um, Now he is, he is a, a different player than he was. I mean, especially in 2016. I mean, yeah. he has even admitted he's, he simply yeah. was not ready for that. Um, both of his Ryder Cups have been in the U S he's a different player than he was in 2021, but I mean, it's, it's time for him to put some points on the board in a Ryder cup, but I think John mm-hmm. Rahm goes undefeated. Maddie Fitz has yet to play a four ball match. So that's alternate shot, right?
0: Four ball is best ball. Forsums is alternate yeah. shot. So
1: Matty Fitz has yet to play a four ball match. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. People always thought of like him being like the, you know, the straight, the sh- the short hitter, but straight, you know, so they always pair him up for alternate shot, yeah. but you know, hopefully he'll get some opportunities to play four ball and kind uh, of do his Vic- thing a little bit more.
0: Victor also yet to win a Ry- uh Ryder cup match. So,
1: he's also only played at the slaughter by the water. Yes, he has. Dude, Victor, I could see Victor going like undefeated too. Low key Tommy's playing great. I don't know, man. Like Team Europe is like scary and a lot of them have been playing events. Like Team Team USA has like none of them have been playing since the Tour Championship except for JT and Max. So I can't see it because you have that weird uh background thing on. It's all fuzzy. Uh he's trying to show me his t-shirt but it's not working. He doesn't have his a, headphones on. He hasn't got anything. An epic that fail. Epic fail. Yeah. Yeah. But no, basically I was just saying like the team Europe, obviously they have a lot of form and they've been playing a lot more golf recently. Like a, a ton of those us guys haven't played since the tour championship.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, except I, for JT and max. And that's a little bit concerning. Yeah. But hopefully, I mean,
0: it's concerning. Hopefully they're refreshed though.
1: You know, hopefully they're, they're ready to go they're Probably over there. They're probably over there right now. Right. Yeah. So I bet, you know, I bet since this is, since this is right the men now. they, you know, they probably, they, they probably got chartered over there. So none of them are going to lose their clubs. Hopefully, hopefully if Ricky uh, loses his putter,
0: I know where he can get one. Let's go, dude. Speaking of sick, speaking of the jailbird, how is the jailbird?
1: The jailbird is awesome, dude. You That's said like, you got two of them? Yeah, so they released the white hot one the with the white hot face instead of the micro hinge. So I was like, and they have a 30-day return deal. So I wanted to try both of them and then yeah. send back the one I don't like. But I really like the micro hinge. So I'm, I, I found a guy that's going to buy the white hot one from me. Nice. So, yeah, 39-inch putter. Love it. Uh, I've never putted with a mallet head that big before, but I've played now twenty-seven holes with it. But nine of them, the nine I played yesterday, the greens were punched, so I don't even care what. Yeah, what nine did you play? Blue. Oh, and that, those were the ones that were the least freshly punched. Well, yeah, they do. The practice green was like I. I walked to the practice green. I looked at it and I turned around. So I'm like, I. No, like yeah. it was. It's seriously unputtable. So and I was glad it ended up on blue. Cause I mean, I looked at it, I was like, okay, these seem like they at least weren't punched like yesterday.
0: Yeah. Those were like a week and a half ago. Yeah. So. Uh, any other predictions for the Ryder cup? Uh, no, I don't, I,
1: I don't, I don't think so.
0: Who, who's going to be the one that goes over. I already mentioned Bob McIntyre, so we can't pick him. Who will be the one that will not win a single match either I don't team. know if
1: I don't know if it won't win a single match, but like for some reason, I could see um, I could see like Scotty not doing as well as like you think he would being what I don't know if he's still world number one or not uh, um yeah, that's a great question. Just like if he really is like struggling with the putter that much, you know, that can kind of get in your head, especially in match play. Um, especially if the guy you're playing is, is making putts. Um, Speeth, Like what, how are you? I don't know how we're feeling about Spieth's form. Scotty I is also, number one in the world. For the for, I also, I also, um, I'm not feeling great about Justin Rose. Yeah. Team I think
0: Rose. if, I think if I had to pick one, that's not going to make a single point. Um I mean besides Bob McIntyre because I think Bob McIntyre will not win a single point. Um
1: I'm gonna go bulletin board material for Bob McIntyre. I hope he listens. <laughs> I'm gonna go Tip on his shoulder.
0: Um I think Justin Rose, yeah. Justin Rose or Man, I don't I don't want to just pick on the rookies, is the thing. Nikolai. Yeah, I was looking at Nikolai maybe.
1: Justin Rose for the Europeans. It'll be a, it'll be a big moment for him, but also Ludwig. I mean, I don't know why. Like it just feels like Ludwig's ready for it, dude. Yeah.
0: If it's going to be an American that's not going to win a match, um Hardman. the one that I could see is not going to handle the pressure is going to be Homa. I could see that
1: too, sadly. So It's strange be because Homa, he went for no at the President's <laughs> Cup. But statistically, like, he didn't even play that great. Like, I think it was one of them where, like, he got... He kind of... Like, I mean, he, he he played well, but he had some matches where he didn't exactly play guys who were playing the best. Like Statistically, which is really interesting, Burns played way better than Homa at the President's Cup, but his record was, like, 0-3. Yeah, or I,
0: or I, I remember that. Um, that, like, yeah, Burns played really well and just... Got the bad end of all the draws, um, and Homa played not as well and just kind of got lucky. So,
1: but yeah, I'm I'm just yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how some of the U.S. rookies handle it. Yeah, like um, Homa, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harden yeah,
0: You got four rookies on the U.S. team. And four on the European team?
1: Do we have four on the US team? Uh Burns, Homa, oh Hart, Burns. I forgot about Burns. Wyndham. Burns seriously and wasn't on the team in Colin? 21? Wow.
0: No, Colin played in 2021. Um, and then the European team, you've got is Bob McIntyre a rookie? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Bob McIntyre, Sepstraka. Yes. Uh, Ludwig Hoygaard those four I believe so yeah. I'd assume Tyrell's not a rookie he's a seasoned vet Um. so let's just let's end our Ryder Cup talk um, so do you think the US wins do you think Europe wins not oh, what you want the million to be an American, million
1: but. dollar question if i if you had to like i really want to say yes i think us is going to win but i'm kind of on the on the like if you'd have asked me like 2 months ago i would have said yeah us is going to win yeah but the closer we've gotten to it like seeing the teams come together just thinking about the past few Ryder Cups in Europe like kind of a situation where like it's it's hard to pick against Europe until i see them lose in europe how so how many had, points sorry continue, you can no i was just going to say like if i had to if i had to pick i'd pick team europe wins
0: how many points would the us have to have going into sunday singles for you to feel confident that they will win
1: or could win that's an interesting question because like they they probably in theory could win from like as down as like three points down. So you think they if they also, were down no uh, like nine, ten nine, nine, nine and, and a half, half, six and a half that they could I mean in back? theory they could. I wouldn't feel confident about it at all. Yeah. Like they'd have to be up like five points going into the last day for me to be like, okay, yeah, this is pretty much over, US is gonna win. Yeah. So it's like
0: Like I think I think if they're down at all
1: going into Sunday. I just, I don't think they will pull it off. They just have to, they just have to not be down by a huge margin. Like they have in the last few, the last couple of Ryder cups in the year, like 2014, they were down like 10, six. Uh, it was something very similar in 2018. It's like, you, you just can't make up those, those margins. And they've got
0: to come out hot on Sunday too. Like if they are close, um, even if they're behind by like a point or two points, like they have got to come
1: out very hot. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like Zach Johnson could could be a forever legend. You know, like he could be like the, not many captains have won a Ryder cup in Europe, especially in recent history. Um, Who was the last captain to win the Ryder cup in Europe? There's your question. It was Tom Watson. Last captain, I think it was. I think Tom Watson captained him in '93. You, you were, were correct. Tom Watson was the captain in '93. Yep, and then again in 2014. Did they do like playing
0: captains back then?
1: Like, wouldn't he have been playing at that point? No, I don't. I don't. Know. Wait. So if he was 59 in '09, he was he was a non-playing captain, and he was 44 wow yeah that's like yeah that's not i guess that's probably pretty close to zach johnson's age so uh yeah one did uh, you hear about uh sergio's last ditch effort to try to be on this team i could care like I don't know how long ago this was, but at one point, like in the not too distant past, he went to the European tour and like he he tried to, you know, he was like, "You, I'll, I'll I'll pay my fines. Like, can I have my membership reinstated? Like, so I can get a captain's pick for the team." And they're just like, "No." And and the funny thing is, like, he was, it's like, dude, you were one of the guys that resigned your membership. Like, not even all the guys resigned, and like everyone else paid their fines. Like you were the, you were one of them who chose not to pay your fines. Like, yeah. And, and they're still not able to have membership. So it's not like just paying your fines was part was the, was the only problem, but he's like, yeah, I just wish they would have given me a little more love. It's like, ah, uh, you tried to destroy that tour on your way out. So I don't think we're probably going to give you a lot of love. Unfortunately, the final,
0: I just had this one final thought after thinking about this weekend's, um, Solheim cup. How this is another bold prediction. How bad does NBC screw up the coverage this weekend?
1: That's an interesting question. I I mean,
0: like NBC coverage has been abysmal. Yeah. This season so far.
1: And the the thing is, especially during the big events, especially during the, the first two day sessions right i mean there's like 16 golfers on the course right so i mean in, you should not miss a single shot like the coverage should never miss a shot you okay. know um and in the alternate shot there's there's 16 golfers eight golf balls right yeah you could literally eight, have eight. a you could have a one screen
0: with a box and four boxes all there. And you can hmm. watch every single match and have every single shot live. Yeah. But um, we, I know that's not going to happen. We're going to get playing through. We get, yeah. And it going to get
1: a moment ago, an, an absurd amount of playing through a moment ago. And it's just like, especially during like those first two days, there's so little golf going on. Like there's, it's inexcusable to miss any shots. Um, but, and I know one thing that that a lot of fans want is of course like when a player's hitting a shot like it, it'll it'll say the score of the cup right in in the corner like you know US is up 3 to 1 or whatever. It'll say the score and then obviously the player that's hitting a shot like it'll say they're you know one down or whatever. Um a lot of people want like you know and it's not that big enough that's not that big of an ask like on normal tournaments how they now they started putting the leaderboard like in the bottom corner just perpetually. Yeah. Um, you know, they want just the status of all the matches, right? But because there's so many commercials and nonsense that so many shots are on tape delay, if they had the actual like status of the matches in, in real time on the screen, it would just be spoilers because they're showing so many of the shots and putts on tape delay that like, it would, it would say, Oh, you know, uh, Cantley and Shoffley are one up through 12. Yeah, but it's like they haven't shown the birdie putt on 12 yet. So or
0: like they haven't even shown that they're off 11 yet and it's like oh, they're like they're through 12. Nice.
1: Yeah, so that's probably why they can't do something as simple as have like the status of all the matches just in the bottom corner is because they're on tape delay. Like they don't even they didn't even do that for the Solheim Cup and that happened today. Like in one of the one of the last like four matches on the course um when they showed like all the matches like when like covering the screen It said Angel Yin had won her match. Uh, And like the, because they were like, oh yeah, the U S is up 11 and a half to 10 and a half. But then they showed, they showed it and it showed they were up 12 and a half, 10 and a half. And the announcers were just like, uh, they like, they kind of like pretended they didn't see it. And then they went over and they're like, oh, a moment ago on the 17th green Angel Yin for birdie. I'm like, wonder what's going to happen. huh? She made the birdie, and then uh, whoever she played, I forgot who it was, missed, and I was like, "Wow, I had no idea that was going to happen." And then the match was over. Like, like I just saw that she won her match, like on the leaderboard. So no, they need to they need an NFL red zone,
0: but for the Ryder Cup, and they should do this for every single golf tournament, like every single major. This needs to be an option where you have masters is close coverage of all the groups. And like, especially in the Ryder cup, when you've got four different groups that are playing throw a box screen and you have a top left, top, right, bottom, left, bottom, right. And you just have every single match that you can watch. And if you want to, you know, go in and be like, Oh, like, let's take a closer look at this match and you can click on that match. And then you have coverage for that match. It's, it's not that hard. Mhm. But NBC especially like don't get me wrong CBS is really bad with this too but NBC especially is terrible when it comes to advertisement and um Mhm. So and even looking at like I'm just looking at statistics Uh, 2018 so the golf channel and nbc combined for 30 and a half hours of coverage golf channel had 13 and a half hours nbc had 17 hours um there's a net total of 29 hours 2021 there's only 28 hours of coverage so they lost an hour of coverage there somehow i don't know how um and obviously that's just coverage time. That's not showing like how much time they're actually spending on the golf. Cause you know, that there's going to be all these different, uh, you know, like looking back at 20 yeah. drone shots of the clubhouse. Yeah. Like just a bunch of stupid stuff. I mean, I'll be intrigued cause I know that no laying up will probably do it where they'll, you know, time how much of the broadcast is actually golf and how much just stupid random trivial crap that they'll Mm -hmm. fill
1: it in with so recently i was golfing and i heard a plane flying around and i thought jeez am i at the us open right now
0: i'm looking at i'm just reading the Ryder cup wikipedia if one of the golfers is injured and cannot play his single match the opposing captain can select one player from his team that he would like to
1: not compete. Are we good on Ryder cup? I think we are. Should we touch on some, uh, one year anniversary stuff?
0: Yeah. It's our one year anniversary. We should insert all of our funniest moments right here. You can spend all that work and go back and get our. Yeah. Yeah. That clips. would be uh
1: that would be interesting. What's your... Uh, like the Jay Leno award? Dude, we got to do the... Uh, the the trainees. We got <laughs> to do the trainees soon. Um, we, need,
0: we need to get Noah back on the show to do the trainees.
1: Noah's going to... He's going to win an award. Uh, like the... Uh, Least amount of episodes hosted like the, by us. Like he's going to win the Kawhi Leonard award, I think. <laughs> Load management. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah we'll find we'll find something we'll to, yeah that should be that's that should be coming up actually when we'll, did we, we do, do that do. last year sometime toward the end of the year we we got to do a, a trainee award I is that is that too like is that too provocative of a name or or should we call it the bogies
0: uh that's a good question what we should I'm call fine it. with it i who, what's going to happen? I don't, nothing. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping my phone doesn't die by the time I get to the episode. That was the bogey awards. So it was the bogey chain. That was a solid episode title. It was November 13th was the season awards
1: bogey chain
0: what why did what made me we're talking about disc golf i guess
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs>
1: solid solid
0: we also have not done a foursome in a long time
1: well no because Noah's never here so i think i mean he he has definitely been a long time ago downgraded from co-host to periodic guest <laughs> like recurring guest uh, uh I, I I'm gonna have a I do have a guest in the pipeline.
0: I'm gonna set an over under on episodes appeared on by Noah for the rest of 2023. I would say at that. one and a half. Uh I'd probably take that over, but oh
1: you're right at two. <laughs> um
0: over under ten and a half episodes that he appears on in 2024.
1: Depends how often we record probably less though probably less even if it's every week like how how long has it been
0: since he was on an episode cuz he made that one appearance um so i'm just looking back at our recent episodes so nick and jengs nick and jengs nick and jengs and noah that was june 21st talking about the us open oh yeah uh nick and jengs Noah J. was back again on May 23rd. Nick and Jangs, Nick and Jangs. Noah J. on April 18th.
1: I think that's when we talked about the rollback.
0: Uh, That was shooting the breeze.
1: Oh. I I don't know when the rollback was.
0: Uh, That was March. Um. So yeah, he's been very periodic. How how does how do we still consider him a host? I
1: don't. Or how do how do I consider him a host? So yeah, this is a, a one year anniversary. It's a it's a good time to reflect on what we have been, what we want to be moving forward. Uh, let's. What w- what do you think of the current format of? We're basically having a staff meeting on record right now. Yep
0: um so like my my global vision moving forward for the bogey train uh obviously we need the consistency to get a little bit better Consistency's big i yep. agree um we we did really good for a long time and then the summer just has been very poor we'll have to be yeah we will have to be disciplined and getting back to um, it i think what that will involve is we will just need a set night I think that will make it, I think that made a difference before. Like I feel like, we were like every Monday night or every Sunday night.
1: Yeah. We can get back uh, to Sundays. We can. Or Mondays um, whenever they actually get posted, but yeah. Or if it's four weeks later that it gets posted.
0: Um, I think we're going to have to finally broaden our content horizons. We always talked about the YouTube. Um, even if it's just small thing, like, you know, we don't have to go post full rounds, but you know, small if you go hit, you know, a range session, post the range session, um uh like simulator stuff, live streams, you know, all options. All right. We could finally do our what's in the bags that we have not done, even though yours would change every other week with putters. So
1: yeah. Um, hopefully hopefully, I'm done changing for at least a while.
0: I, I'm i still on the belief that I don't think I will ever have another partner
1: You got to at least like... Experiment a little bit. No, you got to just get like one or two backup
0: spiders then. See, if I'm going to get a backup though, I'm not going to get a backup spider. I'm going to go with a... Um, shoot i don't even know what they're called but they're gonna it's gonna be an odyssey and it's gonna be like like similar to um like what my putter is now but just an odyssey really Yep. like if i were ever to make a switch i'm switching back to odyssey and that's the The odyssey
1: the odyssey 11 might be like what your odyssey 11 is sick I was thinking about
0: going to the uh is it the number nine that uh is the fangs. Or no it's the seven that has the fangs, right? Seven. Yeah. Nine was what I had. might as well just do a jailbird. I, be- I think if I I would go to a seven if I was gonna go to an Odyssey, I think.
1: Do you regret regret is a strong word. Do you wish you had the ability to pick up the ball with your putter at
0: times? Yeah. It's like just, you know, playing men's league matches and stuff. And it's like, that's good. Like I have to kick the ball away with my putter and then pick it up 20 feet away. Like I can't just, you know, pick it
1: up with my putter, which is kind of annoying at times, but I'll we'll do a what's we'll have to do a what's in the bag when I finally get my new bag. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, working oh, for a new, bag. new bag. Yeah, um, I haven't made any decisions yet, but we'll see what I land on.
0: I uh, I will do one when I finally get rid of these wedges. I'm ready to make the switch back. Really? Yep. Why? Like I, Something about just these wedges. Like, I just do not like the. I think I have the nines. I don't like the SM nines. Interesting. Like, I about put my SM sevens back in the bag. And I'm ready to just switch back to Cleveland's. Like, Cleveland's were just always my favorite wedges.
1: So. Interesting. And also, it's um, probably not even worth asking because of the infrequency that we do the bogey train, but would we ever start a D derail? <laughs> Or uh, derailed or off the tracks. Um, Maybe that's a winter thing. I think that could be a potential for like a winter thing. yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine with that.
0: Yeah. I think if we were going to do that though, I think we need a third solid host. I agree. Cause like, with just us two, if I mean, if one of us just for some reason something comes up and we can't make it, like, you're, why would we record a solo podcast? Like,
1: just yeah that to that that's been that's been part of the reasons that like you know we we've, we've gone so infrequently is just because like when weather's nice out uh, like a time that works for both of us since yeah. Noah's never <laughs> does even reply to the group chat,
0: yeah. So Uh, I think we, I think we will need a third host at some point. And like Noah was perfect when we had Noah was perfect, except he was essentially just a recurring guest because, you know, he wasn't a host. Like if I were to miss a week, I don't think I've, I've missed one week and he was there to fill in that week. But like, other than that, if I've missed a week, we just haven't had a show. Yeah. So true. So we're, we're currently taking applications for a third host. Um, Not really, but I mean, why not? Who, uh, who would be some of your, your top, we're just going to name drop a bunch of people that would be your top uh, wants as a third host.
1: Well, like ideally it'd be someone who could contribute to both, like someone that we could just like, talk about literally anything with, but also someone that is going to like be able to talk about the stuff we already talk about too. What about Sam? Does he not pay attention to enough golf? As in like my brother? Yes. Oh no, he does not. He does. He okay. doesn't. I mean, yeah, I've, if on uh cause I think derailed, Sam would be we... a perfect derailed one we talked about like mowing
0: no he just i feel like he knows enough trivial like random things that
1: uh anyone we worked with um
0: not that i can think of off the top of my head like that would actually yeah be there all the time like the only one i could possibly think of would be shmoo but i still don't even know if that would yeah and there's nobody like like we're just kind of our own group too like we don't golf with anybody else the people i golf with don't know what a podcast is so i mean that's that
1: And then, the other people we hang out with sometimes don't know what golf is.
0: Yeah, didn't we talk about that? That was a derailed idea. Was having a derailed episode with our wives on, or just letting them run the podcast once?
1: That would be, tough. We, we could have a we could have a whole Taylor Swift episode. Yeah, well, shout my out my wife to is at the Chiefs game today. My wife is like a diehard Chiefs fan now. Just because of, yeah. Well, we, we already had a soft spot for the Chiefs, but now it's like she she said in two weeks she's cheering for the Chiefs over the Vikings. See, that pains me because I'm just not a huge Travis Kelsey fan. I'm not so, either. I don't like. So it, I, it's really tough for me because it's like it, he was a massive tool. Like after the yeah, Super Bowl, like when yeah. he was just like screaming at people, like, "No, dude! Like you're the Chiefs! Like you've been in like a zillion Super Bowls." Like, I don't think anyone was doubting you too hard, you know, but then he's got to just make it personal. Just like the Ohio state coach, Ryan day. Like, Oh my gosh, it was a a bad football watching weekend for me. Like I was, I'm just getting back into the Notre Dame fandom. I'm like, you know what, these guys, like, they're actually kind of good. And then bam, you know, just an absolute heartbreaking loss for Notre Dame yesterday, Vikings today. Terrible. Is there anybody that we golfed with in
0: high school? No. Not really. No. Any college golf teammates? I mean, I guess they were the ones that were on the original bogey train, talking about, like, Caleb and...
1: Actually, don't think I ever had him on. Really? We had everyone else. No, maybe not Titus. But speaking of college golf, shout out the University of Northwestern women's golf team. Uh, They're actually good. Yeah, They have a a freshman who she has broken the single round scoring record three times this year. Nice. And just finished second in a tournament in a field of 192 golfers.
0: Uh, So is she going to win conference? Is she like by far the best golf in the conference?
1: Has to be. I'd be shocked. Cuz like the what tournament was it? Uh Midwest Regional. Well that sounds like I an think. important tournament. Like absolutely massive tournament she got second. Like that is And she went to Northwestern? I guess so, man. That sounds like a transfer portal opening up very quickly. Well, I feel like if you're going to Northwestern you're probably not going to be transferring like I don't know. But yeah, good for her. Yeah, the women and men could. They, I don't know about the men, but I mean, it's probably an outside shot of both of them winning conference this year, which hasn't happened since you were there, correct? That has never happened. Well, the men haven't won since you were there. E- yes, that is accurate. The women won, I think, last year or the year before or both, I'm not sure. I
0: think it was last year because that's when we thought that Ani was dead. Because of the really weird picture that looked like a m- memorial.
1: Uh so yeah. Uh last the, of the last year moments that stand out definitely the trainee awards. I, I found one that one was- of
0: one of the best episodes.
1: Yeah. For um, sure. We've definitely gotten a lot less uh a lot less comedy driven than in than at the beginning, which is I don't know, that could be a good thing or a bad things. So if you're can, trying too yeah. hard, you're trying too hard. But
0: well, and I think not having Noah around as much lends to that because like I feel like Noah did bring a comedic factor to uh to the podcast and now that he's no longer with us most of the time i mean
1: i mean yeah part of it is i mean still like finding finding like what's our corner you know um, yeah is it is it talking about pro golf i mean i can do that for a lot of hours on end but is that you know is there a space for that or not yeah
0: and At i mean it, it matters too like it's not about what you know but who you know like if you've got hookups you could be successful but where we are it's kind of uh the midwest is not necessarily the the golf capital of the united states so we're not really near anything
1: um yeah are we going to be one of those uh like yeah uh, you know one of those like game improvement podcast that's just talking about like stat tracking and mental game and then that gets that runs a little dry in the winter when yeah you can't yeah. play much even in the even in the on season when you can't play much I mean yeah you simply don't play as much as I used to like I just if I just go in I google top golf
0: podcast I mean obviously um no laying up and floor four player gonna be up there um with they have the, the comedy aspect of it. Rick Shields, I don't necessarily know what he talks about in his. I'd assume it's probably very similar to his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fried Egg, you're a Fried, li- fried Egg listener, aren't you?
1: Uh, very rarely I listen to The Fried Egg, but The Shotgun Start is like part of The Fried Egg, so mm-hmm. it's just a separate, separate podcast. And I listen what- to them sometimes. What's that talk about? Uh, they just talk about like a lot of news and headlines in golf. They talk some pro golf. Um, yeah, there's definitely a comedy aspect to it, but it's very niche. Like a lot of their jokes are like inside jokes. Like if you've been listening to mm-hmm. the podcast for a few years, then it's like they have nicknames for all the players. Like Sepp Straka, they call him Septic Tank, <laughs> and like. Uh, like, Taylor Goose, they call him Talor. Just because, like, I was name is spells. Like, there's like no Talor. why. Yeah. Uh, Andy has, like, this whole shtick where he's, he, like, he doesn't get... He's, like, why do people think, like, Jordan Spieth is, like, an elite player? He's, like, he's just... He, basically, his whole thing is, like, Jordan Spieth is just another guy. So, like, in their website, like, in their shop, they have shirts that say just a guy on there. And, like... If you weren't one of their loyal listeners, you would have no idea what that means, but it's like his whole shtick on It's like oh Jordan it's like just another guy. So see
0: because then I look at like something like a chasing scratch,
1: which like we could have we could have crown vic merch. And we'd have to have merch first. <laughs> I know.
0: It's still coming eventually, maybe. But like yeah, I look at something like Chasing Scratch, which like literally started out of two guys trying to make it scratch in a year and now it's like I mean, probably a top five overall golf
1: podcast out there.
0: hmm I like mean
1: and, and I get it because it's like they have they have their thing, their yeah, like their focus of their podcast, that's what it's about, and then they just do it well, other than you know, not like us just rambling for two hours. Yeah. That is all that is part of the thing that makes podcasts good, is you have something Like your, it's your, like it's your thing and you stick to it and it's very concise. Yeah. Which is what we don't do.
0: No, I mean, we're rambling. This is like off the rails right now.
1: Oh yeah. We got some,
0: hit the off the rails. Like
1: I said, they, they're getting a, they're getting a live, uh, staff meeting basically. Which is good. Good for them.
0: So what? Like, what could we do? What could our market be, or what should our market be? I guess is the question. Like, who do we want to for year two going forward? Who do we want to market this
1: to? It's a great question. It's one I'm. I'm wondering if we should. Uh, if we should go over it while recording or not? That's. Maybe we shouldn't give up our secrets. Oh, maybe it's time. What time? I don't know. Call it a a month. Come back next month.
0: Well, that's basically going to happen. The month only has six days left. So
1: exactly. October 1st, we're going to be back at it. It's going to be a new year. New us season two. Was that it? Is that when I was I, supposed no, to cut it? No,
0: no, that wasn't oh. that wasn't the cutoff. I was just was waiting to see if you had something to say. Not um, a lot. Last, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to take over. Final thoughts on year one. Um,
1: any you know highs and lows, positives, negatives. Uh, no, it's it's definitely good. I'm I'm glad we got it going again. I'm glad we you know it's it's like a real thing it's out in out where people can listen to it um whether it's good content or not uh is i mean i hope it is we'll have to continue improving like we yeah. were just talking about but i mean ultimately i'd like to do a little of you know or like in a perfect world i'd like to do a little of all of it like we could i mean we could talk about when we're you know working on our swing or if we're stat tracking or if we're playing tournaments or whatever, like that could be an interesting aspect of it. Um, but also like, you know, there's, there's a lot of news there too, you know, that we can talk about in pro golf and stuff like that. So I don't know, I guess we'll just have to, we'll just have to keep. Yeah. And seeing, seeing what works. Yeah. We just got to find our,
0: our thing. Cause like you said I don't know if the golf news is uh the easiest market to go into mm-hmm. for for a golf podcast I mean you've got a lot of different options and what you can do I feel like that's probably the one that's the most trampled over so to speak
1: probably I mean it's I mean it's probably the easiest right you let, you yeah. go on social media you watch golf channel or whatever. And then you have content to talk about, like a lot of the other, uh, unique and original stuff. Like it takes more work. That's simply how it is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well,
0: some podcasts take a while to come into their own. I mean, I didn't hear about chasing scratch until season four.
1: So. Sometimes it just yeah. takes a while to to be discovered. By the way, should I start classifying these by seasons or just go, oh episodes <laughs> i just go episodes all right But well, this i don't think this is a season
0: podcast and um, if that's something that it develops into then season two will just be rebirth yep yep it can well, be the renaissance episode the bogey train keeps going
1: right, we're, back we're on still... the
0: tracks chugga, chugga chugga chugga
1: is that the station for a little while i don't know if uh there need to be some maintenance done, or what was going on, but it continues to go. Um, well, we're currently on the way to Rome. I don't know if a train can get to Rome from where we're at, but we're gonna try. And if not, probably we'll have to turn around. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll have to get a little more. Um, we get a little more active on the socials too. That's probably a part of it.
0: Yeah, ever since uh, Twitter has turned from Twitter to X, I've really gone down in my usage of the app. So, um, kind
1: of tough there. Haven't really posted anything on the Insta in a while. We could, we get the conversation going though. Ryder Cup week, we can, we can, we can get something going. All I'm going to say for now is we will, uh, we'll talk to you guys after the Ryder Cup uh enjoy it because you know it only happens every two years every four years in europe so big weekend and uh yeah that's just i'm gonna watch it enjoy it as much as, as much as possible go team usa it's cool
0: i just got stuck in a bogey train